0: welcome to the mold matters podcast whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family this podcast is the place for you hello welcome everyone to another episode of the mold matters podcast we have prepared a nice podcast for everybody today we've got um our guest physician Dr. Wright with us today, uh, a a frequent guest of ours who we consult with frequently um, in regards to Mold Matters, um, the name of the podcast, Um, particularly as it relates to the health aspects of mold. Um, Jeff has been practicing with uh, Dr. Wright, I should say, has been practicing um, doing his medical practice for
1: how many years? 20 and change.
0: Twenty and change. A big portion of that has been spent um, helping those that are sick from mold. Mm-hmm. And uh, just from talking to you, you've learned a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, this sounds bad, but you have to you have to learn sometimes just trying stuff out. And and is it accurate to say that you know, as you as you worked with a lot of these patients, you learned through their experience?
1: Uh, practice of medicine is a real thing. And it is it, because people are different, uh, I've learned that you try the thing that worked on the last person, and if it works, awesome, and if it doesn't work, you miss something or there's something else that you need to learn. Yeah. And that's why we call it the practice of medicine because you start with what you know and then you figure out what you don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, and... and uh, you know, and I know you have a lot of the education background as well. You know, I, I know you've relied on the Shoemaker Protocol and, mm-hmm. and, and basically incorporated the best of, of what we know scientifically mm-hmm. as well. And so we'd like to, uh, you know, we've had a couple different topics that we've discussed with you. And and, and hopefully our listeners are, are gleaning from that as they try to heal from mold illness. Um, and Mike, uh, I'd like to welcome you as well. Our Thank you. Our uh, remediation expert. Remediation expert. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really like,
2: uh, we talked about this podcast uh, before we started. I really like the, uh, the title of this was what Dr. Wright came up with is, Why is my wife sick? It's a common, common theme that we run into all the time with MOLD is the wife is really, really sick. The husband feels fine. And so it's a great topic for us. To uh, to have uh, Jeff here as an expert to explain what's going on. Why does the husband feel just fine at home, but the wife is sick? Um, it's just it's a crazy common theme we run into every
0: day. Yeah, Jeff. Um, with without further ado, um, if a husband is asking why is my wife sick, <laughs> let's dive into that answer. <laughs>
1: Well, depending on how um, cranky I'm feeling at the moment, I sometimes will ask husbands and wives when I have them both in the same rooms, like, so you guys are identical twins, right? And usually they look at me and scold me with their looks um, and say, oh, though, okay, so you not. You didn't marry your identical twin. Maybe you married your cousin. No, that's not it either. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because genetically speaking, all of us are somewhat different. And unless you are have the same exact genetics, you're going to respond to things differently. So uh, if you ask anybody, you say, um, are boys and girls the same? And all of us will go, oh, heavens no, all of us are different, especially boys and girls. Uh, Girls respond differently to things that boys do not have a problem with. Boys can handle, well, let's just put it this way. If you think of uh, math, and I'll keep the math very simple because math and I never got along very well. If you think boys are typically linear, we are straight, we are more or less the same every single day. Women, on the other hand, um, they have uh, a monthly cycle that they go through, and that makes their moods different, that makes their emotions different, that makes their energy different, because their bodies are programmed to do things differently. Uh, We men are really good at protecting and providing. Women can protect and provide, but that is not as much their strength as being able to nurture. And uh, hormonally, we're all different as well. So what I find is, is... from the genetic component, uh, women tend to be a little bit more susceptible. Now, everybody can be susceptible to mold. 20 or so, 20, 25% of the population is genetically unable to remove, bodies, remove mold from their body. So what that means is the immune system is tasked with, hey, there's mold, let's kill that and get rid of it. But about 25% of us, the immune system is tasked, to oh, go ahead and get rid of that mold, but you can only just scream and yell and get inflamed. And you can't actually kill it and get it rid of it. So plan B is uh, remove it
2: from the liver and get it out. Doctor Wright, I want to I want to point this out, or I want to mm-hmm. dive into that just a little bit because because I think it's it's that important. Make sure the audience understands. 25% cannot get rid of those toxins on their own
1: with the primary method. Yes,
2: that's incredible. That's yes. I mean I, I I I've heard that stat. Over the years, many, many times, but it just it just clicked in my head. They cannot get rid of those so toxins. Statistically
1: speaking, in this podcast, there are three of us sitting here, and we have a producer over there behind the camera that you can't see. One of us, statistically speaking, cannot remove mold from their body. Okay.
0: Now, since we're talking about men and women, uh, are more women missing, or, or did they have that genetic, I don't know,
1: no, the genetic doesn't necessarily mean men or women. Okay. Uh, but usually men are more complainers than women are. <laughs> and and so usually what you see is, is the woman is having the problem. And I've had cases where it was the man who had the problem, and the woman was saying, "Why is my husband sick? I pe- pe- feel perfectly fine." And I actually met with a family uh, ten days ago where the husband is the one that everything hits him, and the wife is spot on, always fine. So it. It's not always mm-hmm. the case that it's the woman, but the men are usually the complainers of like, why is my husband, why is my wife sick? I'm not, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Usually, the women are a little more tolerant to their husband's husband being sick.
0: <laughs> okay, so the, it's the HLA gene, right, that we're talking about? Yes. And so that's not necessarily more prevalent in men than women. Correct. Okay.
1: That'd be fifty-fifty. I mean, it could be either one. Yeah. But, but personality is the reason why men usually have less of a problem than their women
0: do okay
2: well i think one other point is it's usually the man is away from the home a, a lot more than the woman usually. and so that would in my mind mean that she's going to th- take in much more mold than the man does
1: that is the case but uh with covid and the lockdowns more people are working yeah. from home yeah. uh but you know prior to two years ago that was very much the case and it's still to some degree the case also Women traditionally are more the the mother, as as in the parenter, the one who's rearing the children. Uh, and there's example, there's exceptions to this rule, but typically the mother is the one who's more likely to stay in the home, more likely to be living in the home. And so, you know, as and if you have a mother of three or a mother of however many, and she's tired, and she's burned out because of child rearing, uh, well, we we just blame the fact that she's a mom. That gets written off on many categories. Is a lot of doctors say, well, you know, you've got five kids. You should, you're you going to be tired with five kids. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, well, I, I told my daughter that exact thing last week. She's like, Dad, I'm tired. Yeah, you've got two kids under five years old. You're going to be tired. You got a great big F
1: for fail for that statement. <laughs> I, I did.
2: I did <laughs> it. I didn't go over great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I, I see people, and I'll, I'll acknowledge that. I'll say, look, you're a mom of four kids you're going to be tired. But if you're in my office and we're having the conversation, you knowing that, it means you know there's something else going on that's just not related to your kids.
0: So let's get back to kind of the, you're mentioning some of the differences, you know, I liked your example of, yeah, obviously we know men and women are different physiologically, you know, hormonally, all those things. So how does that play into the the mold scenario?
1: So take out mom's home more than dad is, take out kids, take out all the stuff that moms are trying to do so that their kids can have an amazing life, take all that out. Yeah. So women are more susceptible because they have different hormones, they have different hormone receptors. And so that plays a role. Um, now, all the things like rearing the children, being home all the time, that plays a role as well. But literally, women are going to detoxify slightly differently than men are. And women are going to, because... I found, and I don't have any hard data on this, I've just noticed that women, um, that it's—I I think, this is my guess, is that the mold will hit the hormone receptors more and make those areas or those, uh, those responses more intense. Mm. Um, and it's just something I've, I've observed. I've not read anything about that. It just seems like the women will get it more intense. And I don't think it's because they're complaining. I think it's because they're physically feeling things more intensely.
0: Interesting. So uh, so there's the kind of hormonal interaction with the mold and its toxins that intensifies the experience. Yes. So would you say, the, you know, because I feel like, and we've talked about this before, but I feel like if, if anyone... I don't care how strong your immune system is. I don't care how strong you are emotionally, hormonally. If you're in toxins long enough, it'll break you down. Yes. Um, so is it fair to say, I don't know, seems like the men, they, is it maybe they don't, so it's maybe not as intense, like you said, because of the hormone issues. And is it is it kind of that... Uh, thing where they're maybe just not as in tune or not paying attention as much I, I'm trying to figure out
1: well most men are not as in tune to their bodies as women are we don't have you know, women have a monthly cycle so that's going to make them more uh, more conscious of what's going on in their body and if they have any kind of weird thing going on with their period either it's painful or it's heavy or uh, something they're going to know that something's not right with their body and I like to joke that if something goes bump in a woman uh, they go, let's get that fixed right now. I don't want to live in this. I don't want to live with this. Uh, if, for men, if it's gushing blood or falling off um, or we're knocked out, then maybe we'll go see something. We'll maybe go do something about it. Well, didn't that. didn't we
2: say in a previous podcast that the women are, are more like a Lamborghini oh, yeah. and men are a, a Jeep? Yeah. You know, we're just utilitarian. That's all we are. You yeah. know, but yeah.
1: you know, and for us guys, you know, you kick the tires periodically. And as long as you change the oil and put gas in this, we're good. <laughs> and very, very rarely does our body start to break down. <clears throat> and usually we don't notice it until our wife, you know, kicks us and says, Go to the doctor and then we go begrudgingly. Yeah.
0: Are there any are there any other I don't know, maybe differences or distinctions to be made that play into this conversation about mold illness in men and women?
1: From the mental emotional aspect there's certainly areas where women are going to notice things because they're just more sensitive. Um, If a guy gets brain fog we'll keep uh, trudging along and we're like well I can't seem to do my job quite as well but everything's still fine. Whereas if a woman gets brain fog she's going to go that's not right. Something's, Something's not right here. Something's wrong and they're more likely to go get it fixed. From another perspective hormonally speaking all of us have the same hormones, but we have them in different amounts. Women have estrogen and progesterone in higher amounts. And if the estrogen gets out of balance, meaning you're making other style types of estrogens, that can cause weird things. But because men have testosterone, men, testosterone is an anabolic steroid which helps to make us strong and gives us more stamina to be able to deal with things. Women have a little bit of testosterone, but nowhere near as much as we do. So for us guys, we can handle things literally for longer than the girls can because we have that testosterone compensating where the women do not.
2: So I have a question for you, Dr. Wright. Um, We run into this all the time where we will go in and treat the home Mm -hmm. because we all know that you can get the mold out of them, but they've got to get out of the mold, Mm -hmm. right? Why is it that some people feel almost immediate relief and others it could take weeks to months before they start feeling better?
1: I have two answers for that. Okay. The first one's the most accurate. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I've told you the most accurate answer, okay. we'll go with the second. I think yeah. uh, the, the reason is I think it has to do with genetics. I think it has to do with where they've been, what they've been exposed to, their genetic ability to remove it. Uh, I think it has to do with any number of other factors. Like if somebody's lived lived a li- li- really clean life, for example, um, my wife and I, try to live very clean lives we try to minimize the garbage we put in so that our body doesn't have to remove that garbage we've had you guys in my house three separate times Um, I I would like to say that we keep not learning our lesson but the reality is life happens and you can't always you can't always predict or control what's about to happen to you and so uh, the second time that you guys before you came in uh, we learned that the guy who built our house was amazing but there was one of the days where the plumber was having an off day and in our washing machine there's a tray to catch any water with the drain. What we learned the hard way was, is when the washing machine overflowed, it went down the drain, turned left, and there was no cap, there was no place for it to go. So all that water went into the ceiling, which of course then went down into the basement. So we had a rainstorm in our basement from the washing machine overflowing, and so I went up there knowing about mold. This is after we—I'd already worked with a lot of people with mold, so I knew how lethal mold was, and I wanted to open up the ceiling to make sure that it had nothing molded in there. And as I was opening, I was, I was on the ladder opening up the ceiling. I saw small patches of mold, and like, uh oh, well within about two minutes of me opening up the ceiling my wife was there assisting me with whatever I needed she started getting dizzy and could barely stand up and so that was when I said okay we're done closed it off sealed everything off so that it didn't spread throughout the rest of the house and um, called a demolition company to come and remove everything and they dried it out they did it the way I wanted them to which was don't you know, drag moldy stuff through the rest of the house and contaminate it. And then when everything was dried out and open, then you guys came in. You drilled a bunch of holes as well to make sure that it hadn't spread anywhere, which was awesome. And when she walked in, she could tell instantly that things were better walking into the house. So some people are that sensitive, but it still took her a few weeks to finally get it out of her. And we're not the same. I don't feel mold. I've trained myself to be able to feel it, but I don't feel it like she does. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting. We actually we did a webinar recently, and one of the questions that came in was, um, do you have any comforting words for, for someone who's suffering from mold illness in their home and no one else is? And we kind of stumbled through some answers. But, you know, in the context of this, this conversation of why is my wife sick, Do you have any words of consolation, I I guess, either to the husband or to the wife?
1: Uh, Speak to the wife first. (laughs) Um, It is in your head, but not in the way that everybody says it is. It is literally going into your head, causing your brain to not work very well. Or it is, in fact, real. It is making your body feel terrible, and it can trigger any number of bad diseases. So you're spot on right to get this fixed. Uh, And to the husbands, it's real. Um, sometimes I think it goes to our husband's mind and causes a, uh, a severe case of denial. Um, and because we're, we're thinking of, well, you know, I need to feed my family, and if we don't have enough money to feed the family, that's bad. But that can uh, move over into, well, that costs money. I don't want to spend money on that. Well, having a sick wife costs money too. Just cost it just uh, costs it. The cost is a lot more extreme and a lot more long-term if you don't get that fixed.
0: Are are there like as far as the treatment goes? Do you do you approach um, trying to get the mold out of a woman differently than a man? Uh, no. It's so so as far as like the binders and 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 the protocols.
1: Well, the, the protocol for a man is get the mold out, use binders, and if something else is going wrong, treat it appropriately. Mm-hmm. For the women, it, there's much more, a much higher likelihood of something else going wrong. And so a woman is going to have a much higher probability of other stuff that we need to optimize so that she can get well faster. Uh, but the the treatment is the same. Get the binders in to bind them all and get it out of the body.
2: OK, here's just a real quick question. I know we got to wrap up, but um, are there any absolutely don't do that as far as people putting themselves through their own treatment, trying to, I mean, I, we have customers all the time say, they bought some binders or they bought, you know, pectisol or something online. Is there any, oh, you should not have done that type situations? With binders? No. Okay.
1: Now, the reality is, is if they didn't get well, there's something missing. Uh, and so if they're taking the binder and they're not getting well, then there's something else that they missed that was being affected. So, for example, I have a gal that I was working with, uh, and she was having a hard time doing everything. She was more tired. She couldn't exercise. She was getting more anxiety. And while the mold was a component of it, she also, her adrenals needed to be dealt with and managed and supported. Uh, her thyroid needed to be dealt with, managed and supported. And it wasn't until she worked with all of those things that she started getting better. And then she said, I started feeling worse. What, what's going on? And I said, well, what's new? And she said, well, she, we went over diet and there was a problem that she needed. She needed to increase her calories because she started working out and she didn't increase her calories to deal mm-hmm. with the working out. And second, uh, she, was working out too much and putting herself into massive stress. Even though the exercise was good, she was doing too much for what her body could tolerate. And so it was a matter of tweaking it. So the don't do isn't really that this is going to hurt you. It's more of a, if you're doing this and you're not getting well, there's something else missing, another okay. part of the pathology that's missing okay. that you haven't dealt with.
2: I, I, mean, I tried to remember the, um, the prescri—I think it's a prescription that shoemaker recommends for the detox. It's
1: called Yeah. Is—is
2: is that fairly aggressive, and should people not be on that long term?
1: Uh, safely, safety-wise, people can be on that long term. Okay. But if you're treating mold, if you're not long term, you've missed something. Okay. Because I see people getting well within three months. They're not totally well, but they're significantly improved. Okay. So if they're not significantly improved, either it wasn't mold. Meaning there's something else going on, or they're still being exposed.
2: So this is not something you should be taking for two, three, four years.
1: Uh, well, they use it. That's actually a cholesterol medication, so people oh, okay. will be on it for All a right. very long time for cholesterol.
2: Okay, but if so, it's not working, something. If it's not yeah.
1: working, if you're taking it for mold, it's something else is missing because you should have gotten well by now.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well, that's uh, that's been. We've had a good conversation. Um, anything else uh, we can think of that might be pertinent to the the men women dynamic i know we i know we you know stereotypes they're good and they're bad and and you know often it's not good to, to stereotype but i think it is this is a, this distinction is helpful because we see it so often like mike said where it, yeah actually it's not always the the woman but it's more commonly the wife is sick or maybe a, a, a child mm-hmm. but usually the wife and then the husband feels fine
1: When I worked with a family with mold, um, and the husband was having, he was the one who was really having a lot of problems, and he was having more allergy, weird allergy symptoms, and the kids were starting to have behavioral problems. Um, And so, and it was the wife who I was consulting with, and she recognized, well, I'm not really feeling bad. And I said, yes, but it's your husband who's the more sensitive one, and all of your kids. And each of the kids was being, was having issues differently. It wasn't like all the kids had the very same issue. And then the next thing is, is, um, marriage, in, in, under the best circumstances, is, I think, the most amazing institution. Uh, but under the worst circumstances, sometimes you have uh, people who are not happily married, and it's always a two-way street, but this this issue actually can cause more wedges in that same relationship. And so uh, sometimes I need to send people to you know, marriage counseling so that they can work through their issues, because... the the mold is literally tearing them apart and they don't even realize it
2: yeah yeah we actually have a a group that purchased a license from us that they they credit the treatment that we do with saving their marriage it was it was that rough on their marriage and uh but then we see it the other side of it is i see husbands all the time that are like i'll do anything to get my wife better Mm -hmm. you know so it's it goes both ways
0: yeah, I mean, one of the symptoms uh, is uh, you know it can be, if I'm not mistaken, it can affect you you know psychologically, right? The men can become more aggressive, more cantankerous, angry, yep. depressed, right? So obviously, when you get into those symptoms on both sides, that's going to affect. I mean, it can't. I've seen it definitely affect relationships. Yep. Um, and and again, I feel bad because a lot of these people are you know, as I've gotten to know them, they're like the best people in the world, but they've just been living with poison in their system for Mm -hmm. years. And, and it just kind of breaks you down. I mean, I I've even, you know, all of us in this room, if I'm, if I'm in a house too long, I start to feel off and, and I'm, I can see myself, you know, if I was in there any longer, I could see myself getting really irritable Mm -hmm. by the time I left the house. So yeah, it's real. And, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of echo what Jeff said. I, I, I just, uh, I've had people, uh, when I've shown up for the mold inspections, uh, you know, a, a wife or even a husband and, and just wanting some validation and wanting, uh, you know, wanting to say, Hey, can you, can you help my spouse see that, that, you know, this is real. And it's tough because as we've talked so many times in this podcast, mold testing is horrendous and you know, determining a mold issue is quite a, you know, oftentimes you are dealing with the invisible. And so, yeah, I, you know, th- there's many reasons why a spouse might think there isn't an issue. So, but, I, but I, do appre- I do actually enjoy coming in there, maybe troubleshooting, finding a mold issue and validating the customer that's been sick while the rest of the family's been fine. Um, and so, yeah, just a, a shout out to all those who might be suffering alone in, a, in their home. Um, and if it is mold, I guess it's not always mold in those cases, but if it is mold, you know, hopefully you feel a little bit of comfort knowing that you're, you're not crazy and it's very common to be the only one or only two in a home that are sick. Yep. So, um, anything else, uh, Mike or Jeff mm-hmm. on, to conclude in this topic? Thanks for coming, Jeff. Always. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Come back again. Um, we love learning from your wisdom of, of treating these mold sick patients and, And uh, we've heard just feedback from people that they appreciate listening and learning from your wisdom. So, Happy to be here. Okay. All right, guys. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.